What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew Bosley, that is Scott Savage, and you can join us over on our YouTube channel at Inside the Game Official, our website, insidethegame.ca, and of course, you can hit us up on all the fast channels around the globe, because we are everywhere on TV. You can't miss us. Scott, we got a hot show today. What are we talking about? We're going to be recapping the Xbox business update that happened yesterday, and that includes the rumors... The confirmations that we got, the strategy going for growth moving forward, their interest in being the hardware leader, and more. <laughs> the hardware leader is an interesting conversation, to say the least, right? Because right now, they're losing. So what does that mean for the future of Xbox? This is quite the conversation we'll be jumping into for sure. Scott, it is the weekend, my friend. What are you playing this weekend? I'm going to have a hard time playing anything other than Helldivers. That <laughs> game is really stuck on me. <laughs> Although it's frustrating, yep. it's just the right level of frustrating. I played enough Dark Souls to like that amount of punishment. Dude, the onslaught of bugs that just never end. The onslaught of enemies. <laughs> it is it is chaotic. It is fun and hilarious. And it is gorgeous, too. It is, yeah, mm -hmm. there's my quick review already. <laughs> we'll be getting into our <laughs> review of that fully here and probably over the weekend and dropping that one out next week. So make sure you stick around for that. But this weekend, dude, I'll be into uh, a little bit more Helldivers for sure. Absolutely. That one's never ending. I'm working on a redacted title. I can't really talk about it until next week. And then from mm -hmm. there, Skull and Bones. Dude, I'm all in <laughs> Skull and Bones. I'm, I'm in it right now. I'm enjoying my time. But yeah, full review coming up on that. It is not a perfect game by any means, but I am enjoying what I'm playing. I just, I wonder how I'd feel if it was maybe five years ago. <laughs> but until yeah. then, let's talk about it, dude. It's Xbox. Well, Scott, we finally got the breakout of what is going on with Xbox and the whole potential of everything going over to PlayStation. And it's really just business as usual at the end of the day, right? Microsoft will bring, we're going to break it out. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to break it out today. So that we pick and choose your little segments of what you want to watch. Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening in the about a 24-minute podcast they had yesterday. A lot of information. And there's a lot of me soaking it all in and then mm -hmm. having some deeper thoughts on things. So here's the interesting part when it first started. Because they're like, let's get the, let's just get the biggest topic let's get the elephant out of the room right let's get microsoft will bring four games to rival consoles teases next gen xbox this is steven detillo microsoft is bringing four games to rival consoles in a move and it's framing as an experiment to reach more players microsoft is not naming the games or platforms but GameFile expects the four to be rares 2020 multiplayer pirate game sea of thieves Tango Gameworks 2023 Rhythm Combat Game, Hi-Fi Rush, and two from Obsidian, a medieval murder mystery pentiment, as well as the studio's multiplayer survival adventure, Grounded. Scott, we saw the rumors flying around on all of this. This was very much yes, to be these, expected. These and more. <laughs> yes, yeah, these and more. But Phil said yesterday, four titles, four titles only, for now. They want to experiment, and they want to learn. But all these titles have been over a year old. That's the other side of it, right? And then flat out, mm. question flat out came right out and said, are we getting Starfield and are we getting Indiana Jones on other platforms? Phil said, no. No. Just these four titles and let's see where they go, right? I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. So 
refused to name the four, but well, stated that the four do not include Starfield. Which is disappointing, right? Because we already know. Dude, everybody already knows what's happening. We know the Hi-Fi Rush is coming. Hi-Fi Rush is part of that conversation, right? It's already been in there. It's already been talked about numerous times. We already know Sea of Thieves is pretty well in the conversation as well. And it makes a ton of sense. Sea of Thieves has got a huge install base. But now let's open it up and bring it to others. Let's get into the rest of the article. Uh, I'm less clear in which of those games will come to PlayStation and which to Switch. Announcements are not too far away for Microsoft. Uh, but reported back in January 8th, the Sea of Thieves was planned for PlayStation. The move is not a change to our fundamental exclusive strategy. Microsoft Gaming Chief Phil Spencer said in an official Xbox podcast announcing the news, he described it as yet another effort to ensure the long-term health of Xbox's platform. Quote, We're always looking to learn as a leadership team and to grow, he said. And we think this is the interesting point in time for us to use what some of the other platforms have right now to help grow our franchises. The four games are all more than a year old, and while Microsoft didn't name them, they went out of their way to say they're not the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, nor the last year's Starfield. Spencer told me in an interview ahead of podcast release that the that the year or longer gap between a release on Xbox PC and its release on rival consoles for these first four games isn't meant to indicate anything about the company's strategy with porting other future titles. Quote, I don't know what's going to happen when we ship these four games on other platforms. End quote. He said, quote, like, what is the return on the investment to port them to those platforms? And do we find a community there for those games? Is that going to make sense? End quote. Spencer Spencer acknowledged to me that people might wonder... I'm speaking as Steven Totillo here. Just just bear with me. (laughs) Spencer acknowledged... To me personally, no, it would be nice. someday, someday he'll he'll join us. Uh, to people that might wonder what Microsoft is promising for future games, quote, we've said from the beginning of even the post deal announcement, Bethesda roundtable that uh, we will take it on a kind of case by case basis. We're really focused on the best thing for the Xbox business, inclusive of platform hardware and games. Scott, let's get into it. What are your thoughts on this? What happened yesterday? Does this even matter? Oh, there, there are a lot of moving pieces to this, uh, like you said. Uh, this is a, a ball of threads, and you pull one, and the, an entire topic comes out of it. So, yeah, pretty well. Um, attempting to get into this, uh, there's a lot of really interesting things that are focused on here. The long-term health of Xbox. This is not uh, the first step into shutting down and becoming third-party, um, necessarily. Not there's a lot of emphasis on... Yeah, not Sega. There's a lot of emphasis on hardware still. That's supposed to be still the premium place to experience it. Game Pass not jumping around to these other things. It is just these four titles. So it's a lot of clearing the air. And that's really appreciated on my part. But beyond that, there's not really conclusive answers here. We know we're not getting uh, Indiana Jones. Okay. But immediately after that is stated, well... These aren't going to be the rules going forward. We're taking it by a case-by-case basis. Meaning, to me, uh, I take that to mean it doesn't have to be a year old for the title. That's not a, that's not a prerequisite. That, that's I do find that so interesting. That is the Sony model, right? Almost. Almost the Sony model. Six months to a year later. Yeah, well, that's interesting in a subtopic of its own, really. <laughs> the way that Sony's also kind of... 
<laughs> slowly edging into this space too, but <laughs> it's... Um, I think it is a, a good move on the part of uh, Pentiment, on the part of Hi-Fi Rush. These sure. single-player games, to bring them into a new market after their past peak, not past prime, I like past peak being the term, sure. but bring that to a new market and get a whole new spin out of it. And I think that's down to um, helping out the individual studios. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. I think the reason Phil wasn't able to announce, here's dates, here's confirmation. I think that's a legal new ground. I don't know if Xbox has ever done this exactly, and there might be within their within their laws, within their uh, you know end user agreements, their business partnerships. They might not be able to announce on behalf of the no. the, the developer or the publisher. I just would have liked to have seen that. Hey, yes, you guys have heard the rumors. We can confirm it's this title, this title, this title, this title. When they come, is up to the studio, right? Like we already know, man. We know. I'd be shocked at this point if it is not something else like Sea of Thieves, right? And it is a different title oh. altogether. Or Hi-Fi Rush. We've heard so much from the inside out coming that it is these four titles. So then, in that case, why not just get it out of the way and then allow oh, the, the team then to it's set it's further up, complicated. Right? I know um, further complicated because we don't know which title is going to which platform. And I think that's another who has the right to kind of announce that. Nintendo has rumored Nintendo Direct that kind of <laughs> skedaddled out of the way of the <laughs> Xbox business update. And it's believed that we're going to get the announcement of which ones are coming. I would bet Hi-Fi Rush. Um, I would bet Grounded. Um, I think we'll get something, an announcement out of them to coincide with that. And likewise, I think PlayStation is going to have to come to their own kind of announcement. It's it's hard to say because there's this information just implicates so many different companies. Yeah, it's the funny part is, do you not think they put all four titles on both platforms? It's I want to say it's possible, but then we get into what can the Nintendo Switch run online? Oh man, I don't know. All right? Yeah, I think this they could pull off a high fire rush, dude. They got Mortal Kombat one on there. Right? Like, think about that. Mortal Kombat 1. Granted, it is not pretty. It eventually. <laughs> it, is, it is not a pretty take to, for the Switch to run a Mortal Kombat 1. But, if that runs there, Pentiment, easy fit. Right? I think that is a good yeah. fit there. Hi-Fi Rush, probably pretty decent as well. Sea of Thieves, dude, that is a big, big game. And there's a lot of things going on in that world. Just the, the water physics alone will probably crush the Switch. Right? Like <laughs> Before we're talking about online functionality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I can see them trying to avoid their games of service on the Switch because I just don't really think that's a platform for them. I think it's more set up for more on the side of the PlayStation in that case. But I can see all four of these games going to PlayStation, no problem. The Switch is the one that is concerning because it's just so underpowered compared to where everything else is today, right? All these standards and where we are now in the industry, <clears throat> Nintendo's not there. Like, they have their own rules, and they follow their own guidelines and do what they want to do over there. So I'm curious to see what does come to the Switch. But again, right? Pentiment, a... I think, makes a lot of sense to be there, and so does Hi-Fi Rush. Well, here's a pie-in-the-sky idea. Uh, maybe this uh, the reason we haven't had these announcements come directly from Phil is because Nintendo has to announce it alongside their hardware new oh, hardware no that way. would be capable of running that it's still rumored to be this holiday season so it i'm not is. sure if these coincide 
Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's an interesting something to keep take. in the back of your mind. Yeah, fair enough. Switch to announce with the launch of Sea of Thieves. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting take. Absolutely. But yeah, there we go. Four games. We pretty well know what they are, but no confirmation. Scott, amongst the news yesterday of the podcast, Xbox Game Pass is up to 34 million subscribers. Now, Mike Straw over at Insider Gaming. For the first time in two years, Microsoft has given an official update on Xbox Game Pass subscribers, saying that the service has 34 million subscribers. The 34 million is up to up from 25 million. The company last reported 36% increase. That said, the numbers aren't where the company planned as it had the goals of reaching 100 million subscribers by 2030. Overall, Xbox head Phil Spencer knows that not everyone is going to sign up for the Xbox Game Pass. Even though, dude, I personally feel it's like one of the best deals in gaming. I don't know how you yeah, don't have it's Game Pass. It's amazing to see people really still try and talk down on it. Yeah, no, it's nuts. And to him, that was never the goal for the company. Quote, our goal is not to make everyone, everybody a Game Pass subscriber, end quote. Spencer said in an interview with The Verge, quote, I've said many times that maybe 10 to 15% of our content and service revenue is subscriber revenue. It's a good business for us today, Game Pass, but no way is there a plan to say, okay, everybody needs to become a Game Pass subscriber. Scott, good numbers though, man, even though that's not exactly what they want to be at right now. Yeah, you know, it is good numbers. Is 100 million too big? Is that some uh, Square Enix expectations? <laughs> By 2030 to have that many people. Yeah, That's a huge number, you, first of all. But then again, to you have to quadruple what you began with. is. So I'm not sure if we're going to hit those expectations out of Xbox. But the idea that this doesn't represent 100% or more than half of the company's income... That's comforting to me because it means it doesn't their, their business is not dictated by a game pass right well it's funny because i've always said that's what their goal is really at the end of the mm. day right the box doesn't matter and i think i kind of got wind of that yesterday yes things are changing things are coming there is another box coming from xbox however it's the service they want to provide right it's that ecosystem that they want you to grow on so getting back to our first topic of the day where they're bringing up four titles to other platforms, that's to get you hooked on an Xbox IP, to bring in Hi-Fi Rush and go, crap, this is really cool. Okay, Hi-Fi Rush 2 announced, only on Xbox, right? Now all of a sudden you go over, you buy Xbox Game Pass, and you get it day one, right? You don't need to go out and buy, spend $50, $60 on it. Instead, you buy the service, that just grows that service. That's an interesting model, it's an interesting take, and it's a good opportunity. I hear a lot of PlayStation fans alone asking for this Game Pass-like service over on PlayStation. We got Plus, three different tiers of Plus, which is still confusing to me. But it is what it is at the end of the day. I'm pretty sure I'm still in the middle. I, mean, I didn't go all the way no. to the top because the streaming thing doesn't matter to me. So it's, mm. yeah, right? All those older titles. I well, typically guy plays newer stuff. So, but um, These numbers... The 34 million, likewise, it's not everybody just at the top tier of Game Pass. This does include oh, yeah. people that have what was formerly known as Gold, which is just Game Pass Core does not give you access to the games. It just allows you to play online. Um, so this, <clears throat> there's a lot of discussion right now as to whether this 34 million is a brand new number or yeah. if it just includes them kind of added together in an effort to make Game Pass look bigger, which I think that's kind of a silly thing. You don't really need to make Game Pass look bigger, but... Yeah, 
it's still one of the best deals in gaming day one you get everything first party out of xbox so you get starfield you get indiana jones in the great circle right like you get aura you get hellblade 2 everything's there day one you don't have to worry about man i gotta come up with another 90 dollars right now you don't have to do that you pay one time pay the yearly fee and then you're in you're locked loaded ready to go right and it, that to me that makes a lot of sense dude ubisoft does the same thing i don't know if a lot of people realize that ubisoft plus is game pass for ubisoft content straight up mm, yeah, so you is. have ubisoft who does it you have xbox who does it and playstation's on their side going that's not a model for us which granted clearly works <laughs> i'm not saying that they're wrong i'm just Even saying nintendo yeah right Nintendo yeah. has the ex- the inclusion of the the backwards compatibility library. If you are a Plus member, and then an extra, ma- there's Nintendo has their own uh, confusion uh, too. Yeah, every every platform is a little weird, but either way, Game Pass 34 million subscribers right now. Gold to get to 100 million is pretty steep. I don't think they're gonna make it by 2030, but you never quite know. But at the end of the day, the box is coming again. But they still do the services over here, the services over there, the services over here. It just makes a lot of sense. Xbox claims this next console will be the largest technical leap you will ever seen. Crazy to think of, Scott. I don't know where they can take it next. But Chris Scullion over at VGC had this to say, speaking during a podcast on the future of the Xbox business, Xbox president Sarah Bond made reference to the next generation of Xbox hardware, and it claimed and claimed it would be, quote, the largest technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation, end quote. Before the podcast was published, some fans were expressing concern on social media that reports of Xbox plans to bring some of its games to PlayStation and Nintendo consoles may have been a sign that it was exiting the hardware business. Bond's comments, however, appear to have designed to ally those fears. Quote, there's some exciting stuff coming out in hardware that we're going to share this holiday. End quote. She said, and quote, and we're also invested in the next generation roadmap interesting to see where that's going scott and what we're really focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap you will have ever seen in the hardware generation what makes it better for players and better for creators and the visions that they're building and quote bond explained that the hardware is still a core part of the xbox development process because the xbox game studios teams can help define the specs of the next Xbox hardware, enabling them to build their games around it. Quote, our developers can build the specs of our hardware, and we invest to make sure when they do that, the games are going to run great on our hardware. End quote. She said, quote, but they're also going to be able to uh, be accessed across any screen because of all of the other investments we make. So we're giving them an easy way to access as many players as possible and quote as part of the statement for the future of the xbox business an article on the xbox blog states that the xbox consoles quote will continue to provide a flagship flagship experience for players and quote it also notes that game pass will continue to be only available on xbox platforms essentially shooting down suggestions that it may come to playstation or nintendo systems in the future scott next generation hardware something hum- coming this <coughs> holiday season Here's the thought. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Dude, can we get an Xbox handheld device? Let's do it, right? <laughs> we got the PlayStation Portal. I'm having a good time with my Portal. 
I have the Logitech G Cloud, which is a way for me to tap into my Xbox, but I can also tap into my PC. But if I had a dedicated handheld device that allows me to tap, in, tap into my Xbox, I am down. However, saying that, I don't think that's the case. What I think is we're getting that Project Keystone, the digital only thing for Xbox. I think that's coming. That's just my idea. What I, think about you? That, I think you're right about that because, but will that actually count as an Xbox console? Does that satisfy the quote here? Will continue to provide a flagship experience for players. Does that include the Keystone? I would say it does, but it's interesting. I think the most important um, bit in this is that Game Pass will only be available on Xbox. Beyond that, I yeah. think this is a lot of PR speak. The idea of this will be the biggest revolution ever. <clears throat> Nintendo said that back on the Nintendo Revolution. And <laughs> they were yeah. uh, potentially more correct by saying that. But <laughs> do, as do somebody it. who's seen it go from Super oh, Nintendo to, to N64 to GameCube, it's a little hard for me to kind of swallow this message here. <laughs> I, I'm like, where could they take it? This would be the most hardcore experience we're going to get more or less is what she's saying paraphrasing obviously but it's one of those hmm really we don't need 8k we don't need 16k like whatever you want to give us as far as visuals go we're already blown away with what we have you want to jump it up to 8k that's great but nobody's got a tv to run it so Mm -hmm. like where else do you take us right what other experiences do we get a step we get a step in console hardware for the controller right i think the controller is going to get a big overhaul next generation for xbox they're looking at what sony's doing and going hey man the haptic feedback that's a cool cool yes. thing the touchpad in the middle that's a cool feature i use speaker. it all the time speaker on the dude that is cool i love playing mlb the show on playstation and then getting the chatter come through that speaker is that's so cool dude it is awesome <laughs> it really is awesome right so what has xbox really done with their controller lately nothing we have rumble and we have the elite controller the Elite Controller is an incredible controller. I use it almost on a daily basis, right? But at the same time, what's Not the very next well step? manufactured from what uh, I see online and my, my own um, anecdote. Yeah. But <laughs> that's just one thing they can smooth out. They can benefit all the time to increase. But I, I think you're right, actually. I think you're getting into the, the handheld hardware. Yeah. Because I think that would satisfy this PR speak. That'll be the biggest jump. You're going to have to make that outperform the Steam Deck. But yeah. if we get a an actual <clears throat> console strength device handheld, I think that would be the jump that is mentioned. It's Keystone be may satisfy that, but again, we're getting into the cloud-based stuff. It's really too dependent on everybody's local internet. Well, with the rise of the Switch, the Portal, the Vita come and gone, right? But the Steam Deck taken over as well. Do you think Xbox just wants a piece of that pie? Just maybe even a little bit? Dude, I'd be down. I'm always interested, right? I love the new shiny. Let's see what they have to show us. But yeah, the largest technical leap you will have ever seen in hardware generation. What does that mean? Scott, there's a couple games out today. What are we playing this weekend? We have Mario vs. Donkey Kong on the Nintendo Switch, of course. And Skull and Bones appears on the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series consoles. Here you go. Uh, We are playing that right now, so stick around for our review. That'll be coming up here in the very short future. Now to wrap up today's show, everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. As always, this has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news. We'll be back again next week. Until then, I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game.